You cannot manage sin's grip in and on your life. You don't get to determine the toxicity of sin. You don't have the ability to control how much poison sin brings into your life. Eve thought she could manage it, and it cost her everything. So you definitely won't be able to get away with it. I'm talking about the big things like pornography, adultery, addictions, and the little things such as planning a less-than-true thought in someone else's mind in order to make yourself look good. I'm talking about the little disobediences that we easily justify and think we can contain and supervise. The top dogs of the Philistines come to Delilah. Samson is a national nuisance now, and they know he has a thing for her. So they offer her a sizable amount of money, some 5,500 shekels of silver. This is more than three times the weight of the gold that Gideon retained after a victory in war. This amount of money would set Delilah for life, giving her riches and power and influence for the rest of her days. So she set out to get Samson to tell her the source of his strength. And as we read this story, we find ourselves shouting at the pages, Samson, don't tell her. She's out to get you. Does Samson know what she's up to? Well, if he didn't figure it out the first time, then surely he caught on the second and the third times. Of course he knew what she was doing. But remember, Samson thought he was powerful enough in and of himself to manage this thing. He liked toying with her and playing games with her. He enjoyed the excitement of it all. It was a big game to him, after all. He was invincible, or so he thought. But then she turns on the charm. Look at what she says in chapter 16, verse 15. And she said to him, How can you say, I love you, when your heart is not with me? You have mocked me these three times, and you have not told me where your great strength lies. And when she pressed him hard with her words day after day and urged him, his soul was vexed to death. And he told her all his heart and said to her, A razor has never come upon my head, for I have been a Nazarite to God from my mother's womb. If my head is shaved, then my strength will leave me, and I shall become weak and be like any other man. So can't you picture it? There they are lounging in Delilah's house on the couch. She has her head on his shoulder, running her hands across his biceps and saying, Oh, Sammy, I thought you said you loved me. Why do you play games with me like this? Why don't you know that women like it when you men are vulnerable and open up to us and share with us your feelings and your deepest secrets? Well, after days of that, Samson's soul was vexed to death, which in the Hebrew means nagged. And he told her, of his Nazarite vow. Can I get you to consider something with me for just a moment? Why wouldn't Samson tell her where his strength comes from? Isn't this an opportunity to showcase the might and strength of God? Isn't this exactly what we hear from a shepherd boy a few books later as David faces off against another Philistine, Goliath? You come to me with a sword, a spear, and with a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hand, and I will strike you down and cut off your head. But here in Judges, Samson likes the attention this strength brings him, not God. And when you're trying to manage your own sin, the glory and the fame and the power of God is usually not what you want to talk about. You cannot manage your sin. John Owen said it this way, Be killing sin or it 
will be killing you. Today, please pray for Yairo Bonilla and his family, our missionaries in Costa Rica. And also, remember the Grucy Word broadcast heard in God.